0: Welcome back to Arcade Cozy, uh, the coziest game room on the internet. My name is Chris. My name is Corey. And this is episode, uh, oh, crap, Corey. What episode Isn't, is this? Episode it's 20?
1: T- it's 20. Yeah, it's oh, 20. Right? Okay. Is it 20? is it 19? It's 20. It's 20.
0: It's 20. <laughs> I Pretty had sure. to had to go through our notes because I was genuinely, that's, that's the thing, everybody. Um, it may sound like a bit whenever I do that. It's not. I genuinely forget week to week what episode we're on. Hey, n- next week our podcast can legally drink in the United States. Isn't that so. exciting? That's so exciting. It's quite and just thrilling. Right before New Year's. That's you love it. will get to have some champagne. I know it's kismet. Um. So Corey, today mm-hmm. we usually I let you I. Let you dive in on it. Um, I know you are want to under, I know. Um, it's the holidays, everybody. You know, we're we're excited for the holidays. I want to kind of it's before Christmas. we get going, I want to kind of, yeah, Merry Christmas, everybody. Um, or happy holidays, the, kind of happy, Canada. happy holidays. Um, whatever, you you know, whatever, whatever you celebrate. Um, But we, you know, I want to kind of break down a little bit of the schedule of what's going on for the next couple of weeks. Um, This episode we are recording and will release, you know, you're listening to this right now, maybe, potentially, um, right before Christmas. Um, We will record another episode that will release right after Christmas. um, That we will be talking about our favorite non-gaming things of 2021. Mm -hmm. You know, it's our kind of year in review a little bit of wrap up and then goody discussions uh January whatever it'll be the 3rd maybe that monday after yeah um new years we will be talking about that so everybody um we we have a lot of just favorite this favorite that a lot of wrap up to do um yes. these next couple of weeks and we want you guys to be here with us because you know, we've uh, we haven't been here doing this all year long, but we've uh, we've been we've been doing it for a little while. Yes, uh, and it's been a lot of fun. and We want to take you along with us, but uh, Corey, um, I I left you a little bit of a layup. Yes, mm-hmm. um, that way you can you. I'm not stealing all of your thunder, Corey. What are we doing today, though?
1: Um, today we are going into our, essentially, not game of the year, but our favorite games this year that we played that did not come out this year. And so this was a conversation that we had kind of had for our GODIE discussion, like are we going to include games from years past? Like, Because yep. this is very much going to be our personal games of the year in a couple of weeks. So we kind of decided to not include everything and just kind of do a recap of our favorite things that we played this year that, you know, is a little bit older and we're yeah. going to have some fun with it. It's going to be yeah. it's going to be good. Yeah,
0: it's um yeah, I mean, for this year legitimately had some really good games come out, had plenty of them. You know, we'll talk about them. You've heard us talk a little bit about them, but um yeah, we kind of made the decision that we didn't want to we wanted to have a clean line just 2021 let's talk about it and those are our discussions doesn't make it right doesn't make it better doesn't make what you do wrong if you do anything differently but it's that's what we decided um just saying i mean you might be wrong but um this is what we're doing and it, we might be right because we're doing it this way um we are. yeah <laughs> so um so yeah today we're going to highlight a couple of the games that we got to play this year that, um, you know, could have came out last year. Could have come out years ago. Yeah. Who knows? I
1: have some older Who cares?
0: ones. Yeah. Um, you do have some older ones. Corey, why don't, why don't you lead us off? Uh, you can start with your older ones. You can start with your newer ones. What, um, do you, what do you
1: want to talk about? What are you excited to talk about? I, I want to talk about, first of all, to start out, um, a game, a little indie title that came out, I believe, back in 2013.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, that
1: is Free on the PlayStation Store that I imagine most people have already played, but uh, Journey. Oh, yeah. yeah. um, I played that for the very first time this year. This game that has critical or widespread like acclaim and love. Yep. yep. Um, had not played it. I've had it in my library for uh, probably before this about two years, I would say. Um, okay. And just hadn't touched it. And it is everything that everyone has ever said and then some and it is a magical journey as people would like to say i imagine a lot of people (laughs) who listen have played this game before and so they understand or at least they like think that they understand what i'm as i'm talking like the just like breath of fresh air and like the wonder that it brings as you're Mm -hmm. going through like what is going on? I am this little red man <laughs> gliding through the desert, leaping into the air. My scarf's getting super long. This well,
0: is- I mean, it, for people who may not be familiar, ex- explain a little bit of, I mean, I know there's not a ton, a ton to explain without actually experiencing it. But, you know, l- give us a framework.
1: What are you looking Um, at? I mean, it starts off like you're at this mountain that's almost like cleaved in two at the top is the best way I can describe mm-hmm. it. There's a light emanating from it. It shoots out across the sky and it lands in the desert and it's you. And you're looking at a mountain. Well, you climb up this hill and you're looking at a mountain from a super long distance. Yep. And the game is essentially you working your way back to the top of this mountain. Mountains are going to come in a lot into this discussion today <laughs> on my end. <laughs> um, but you essentially are, there is no combat Um, there is really only like two or three mechanics throughout the game. And the whole thing, not the whole thing, the whole thing in the game is you get into the mount. And there's like these interesting puzzles that you kind of go through throughout, but it's a very just like simple, like flowing motion. You're just like drifting through the sand, sometimes like great speeds going down hills, kind of leaping into the air, catching these little like bits of scarf that make your scarf a lot longer. And that comes into play in a little bit. Um, yep. And you can essentially do this thing where you can like burst light from your body and it brings the scarves towards you. Um, but kind of throughout there, it it's into some, well, I really want to speak of like this moment in the game where you're going, Well, two moments, you're going down this hill towards the beginning And it's like on the side panning, and is your guy just kind of skating down like as the sun is setting. Yep. And it is such a peaceful experience. Especially as you kind of learn earlier on there are there are enemies, but there is no combat. But you are just kind of like experiencing the last moments. You don't realize it's all there, last moments of bliss, this game. Yeah. In my
0: opinion. Yeah. That was um yeah, that
1: that moment,
0: that scene in particular always comes up whenever I think about that because it has like this cello score yeah, the, like behind it. In the it background and, it, it's yeah. perfect. Yeah. Um Yeah, Journey Journey is very much like I I don't feel like I I feel like the older that I get, the more almost kind of like cynical i get about like media and like yeah me like something getting me in the feels quote unquote um i don't feel like things i may be affected by it and it may make me sad but it doesn't make me cry or it doesn't make me feel a lot of emotion to the point where i'm going to cry um journey made me close to cry if not cry i can't remember um i i played it way back whenever it first did come out maybe not right away but around that time um yeah i mean it is a it's for a game that has no dialogue um and no like no real story aside from like the symbolic nature of the journey quote unquote and just everything that's going on in front of you and the score. And, you know, there's, there isn't much there to take in, but it's just this very emotional experience. Um, and, and a very good game. I mean, it it is very different and very, um, I think like you said, a breath of fresh air and kind of a palate cleanser Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes whenever you look at some of the other games that, um, we can get into or play. And I mean, even this year, I mean, 2021, like it's just, there's a level of peace in games Mm -hmm. that we don't often get. I think we're starting to get more of now, um, where you see a lot more people who are craving like cozier games and games that like really do make you slow down for a second. But for a long time, I mean, back then that was
1: you know, that that was not the case. So no. Another thing I want to speak on in regards to the game was about halfway through you get partnered up with another player who's playing yep. alongside you in the game. Or if there is someone on playing, I don't think it matches you like C you is just another person. Right. Um yep. and you kind not only kinda you essentially have to work together to make it through some of areas as you both like get your scarves um, which allow you to jump higher and higher every time you have a longer scarf um, to work your way through and then you get to this mountain region and this is another part I want to be on specifically as it is in the freezing cold the winter winds essentially shorten up your scarf. And the Mm -hmm. only way you can make it up the mountain is by you and this person you're playing with to work together to simultaneously like continue to warm each other up by doing a little like burst of lights from you as you're both like working through, like keeping each other's scarves at the length. So you're, because if your scarf gets too short, um, your person essentially just passes and, um, you have to start over, start the area over, I believe. Um, but also in this is when enemies kind of pop up and they're kind of flying around, like, searching for you. They don't kill you, but they knock you and your partner away. And you have to, like, come back together before your scarf gets too short. And it's just, like, this wonderful moment of, like, trusting each other, a complete stranger to help get you through this, like, you know, blizzard towards the yeah. end. And yeah. I found that also because I didn't know about this part going into the game. And I found them um, Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. And so it was immediate like, okay, I, I get what we have to do. And this guy probably had played before he's working with me. It's just like in tandem. And it was, and I was like, I'm not leaving you behind. You're not leaving me behind. Yeah. And it was a great moment of, I have no idea who you are. I don't even remember your gamer tag, but I remember the moment of us working together of like yeah the whole experience of it and it, it's very moving the whole yep. game. I mean, I yep. played it in one sitting. It's only like two hours, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a very emotional, emotionally impactful game this year. That is like stuck with me for a long time. Um, since cause I played this like February, I think, and okay. I still think about it randomly. Um, okay. And so that is one of my games of the year that didn't come out this year. came out in yeah. 2013. Yeah. Um, yeah, And I highly recommend playing it. It's free. I think on almost every platform it's available on. Uh, check it out. Like two hours, you can do it in a sitting. Uh, yeah. It's worth it.
0: And if you're, um, just as a plug, if you're looking for a not i mean not necessarily the same experience but you're looking for um a game by the same people um potentially with kind of the same type of energy um they came out with a game sorry i'm i am looking it up um uh, sky children of light children of the light yeah oh yeah um yeah, they it came out I think on iOS only back in 2019. Um but is on Switch as of this past summer. So um also a game that is supposed to encourage like working together and that mm. that's their whole from what I understand that's their whole thing is like that that is the thing that they want to impart is like friendship and just kind of like a more um like a just an enjoyable, happy, non-toxic experience. Mm. Um which I mean I I can appreciate. Yeah. <laughs> at any given yes. point. I can appreciate somebody striving to give me some of that. At any given time, but no, I think that's, I think that is a wonderful choice. Um, I'll go down a similar vein. Um, I played the pathless this year. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. which I spoke a little bit. I, I think I had played it just before or just around when arcade cozy began. So, yep. mm-hmm. um, I'm not, I can't remember quite like how much it came up. Um, but the pathless is kind of a, it's, it's less pacifist than journey there are um yeah. there aren't enemies in the world. like the world is pretty absent of that, but you do fight bosses, essentially, like large monsters, and you do have some points of conflict, but by and large, it is a similar kind of experience where you it's just you know this score, you're running through wilderness you're in this case you're like solving puzzles, you're doing these things, but it's a very it also has a very emotional sort of core to it um and it's a it's another i i guess this is this is the way to get me because i i remember yeah. feeling a similar amount of emotion playing it where it was just like it felt you know it was an it it is an open world game in a sense like it doesn't have npcs who are giving you side quests and whatever but it does have side objectives and side puzzles and you know non critical things that you can do but there's something about it that just felt so like i don't know like felt very slow paced patient like didn't it didn't feel like this thing where I even wanted to sprint from place to place. Like I did feel like yeah. I wanted to take a break and enjoy the stuff around me. And you know, it was a honestly like if I were to, if I were to put a label on it, I would say it's probably like my biggest surprise of the yeah. year. Um, just because I mean, I didn't really have many expectations going into the path list and when i before i started playing it i kind of just assumed it would be like okay like i'll check this one off and just yep. kind of move on but it was a genuinely really just i think beautiful experience i think it's something that um you know played incredibly well was very like moving very interesting and also relatively short. I mean, longer than journey, but probably in the like eight ish hour range, if not shorter, it may have been closer to like six. Um, but yeah, very, very good as well. Um, similar energy, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I but, think that's uh, described
1: it to me when we texted about it. So this game, yeah, I want to play.
0: yeah, that. And I mean, it's it also to me has some, has some breath of the wild, kind of DNA mixed in there Um, because I'm, I mean that that's a similar vibe that I got from breath of the wild. And a lot of why I really admire it the way that I do is because it is so rooted in like take a step back, look around, go, go where the journey takes you basically. Um, And so few open world games are like that now. Um, There's so much urgency. To, to like get this thing or see this number go up or you know whatever and like having less of that is kind of nice now sometimes it's always um pretty much always a good thing. Yeah.
1: Um so I appreciate it. Um
0: okay. what else you got, Corey?
1: Um another one is um uh, I talked about it probably very early on uh in the show mm-hmm. um but it's hyperlight drifter
2: um
1: a early by, on it, it's it's popped up multiple times i think you, it's popped up you a really enjoyed times. hyper light drifter yeah i, I do and um spoiler for people i'm playing death's door i'm almost done with Death door i think okay the final boss how i've described it to chris and well. chris is confirmed but clap clap clap, clap. Um, snap you know, snap clap you know, toss my head oh, yeah. Toss, yeah you know yeah. um uh, Death games be huge hyperlight Light Drifter vibes, but mm-hmm. it is... I figured, a, I
0: figured it would. It has a similar kind of energy. Yeah,
1: a just incredibly well-put-together action, top-down action-adventure game where you go very simple. You got four corners to clear out. Um, more than four bosses. There's like three or four bosses in the bottom, in the south section of the map, but it's divided up north, east, south, and west. And you have to knock out north, east, and west, essentially raising the main monolith in each of these regions by defeating, uh, by activating enough of these essentially like small monoliths to then be able to take on the boss and then lift the massive monolith. And then in the south, you have to defeat like four bosses to raise each each of the many monoliths. raise the major once you do all of that then you can take on the final boss at the at the center of the map that's in the bottom but overall the game combat is so tight so well put together um once you can get the dash down as well because it's like a odd delay i mean it's just butter and like you're like quickly, like sh- like sword striking, tossing like uh, two gunshots at an enemy in the distance, and then like doing like a big heavy like sword swing, and boom, you've just knocked out like nine enemies in the span of three seconds. Yeah. Um, and again, I, when I talked about it, the story, is so much to your own interpretation because there is no dialogue It's all; just pixel or pictures that are in pixels, and you just interpret it how you wish. Yeah, it's a very, very difficult game. Um, a lot of people speak on its difficulty. Um, but overall, I just had so much fun with it. Um, it. It's not the first game I've played like that, but it's the first game I've played like that in a while. Um, uh-huh. And it's very up my alley. And um, it was, it's short, like maybe 10 hours. Um but there's enough like builds you can do with your drifter essentially. Mm -hmm. Like there's tons of different upgrades, different like ways you can like upgrade your sword, your dashes or like your ranged weapons to where like, I'm sitting here like I might, I think I might go back and play it and like take on a different build because my initial was like a big sword, heavy build, like quick, like slashes, heavy slashes, being able to dash and slash and, Yep. Um cash
0: and slash and slash and bash and you know, just all the flash and cash um, cash cash money.
1: Um but yeah, it's it's <laughs> on there. It, I, it came out like twenty sixteen, I think, twenty seventeen. It's um I'm not saying it's a must play, but mm-hmm. if that's like Zelda style, like dungeon crawling, like quick combat is your thing, or if listeners, if you play Death's Door, um, I think this is very much a game that you'd like it's a it's harder than Death door um but it it scratches that itch very closely that both of those games are
2: yeah. yeah
1: are you uh
0: planning on making time for solar ash before our goatee discussions sir
1: so i picked it up yesterday um because solar ash is made by a heart, uh, heart machine a mm-hmm. um, and so like i said i'm on the final boss for Death door i picked up that and unsighted uh, I picked that up on Switch and I plan on um touching down on both of those. Hopefully before we record Godi. Both of those games are really short. I think Solar Ash flocks yeah. in at like seven hours. Um spoiler alert, listeners already. I look I look up game like length time most of the time I have time to know what I'm getting myself into. Oh yeah. Um, I I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No. <laughs> I don't think there is either, but, but the reason why I'm throwing these out is because I, I look it up before yeah. I play. And yeah. unsighted, I think clocks in at like 10. Um, so I think I can probably get both of those in before we work for 2D. And this week's going to yeah. be a pretty easy week for me, um, like work wise and kind of leading up to the holidays. So I think I should be able to. Um, yeah. I have full cool confidence that I can.
2: Um, look at you. Yeah, I would also. Capital
1: G gamer.
2: Yeah, look at
0: you, fancy face. Um, yeah, I would like to also I know we had a little bit of this discussion pre-show, but I yeah, I've I've heard Uncited's only like five or six hours. I would also like to make some time for that. Yeah. I don't know how I'll have time. I don't have the luxury that you do. Um, my boss's um instructions to me per this week were, um, yeah, you know, if you if you feel like it and stuff's kind of like you know, not really busy, like feel free, take like a half day on Christmas Eve and, you know, like, and you know, you're so kind. Like, that's so, that's so wonderful.
1: Um, People in my office are like, any good Christmas movie recommendations I can watch? And I name it. and Then they come to me a couple hours later. Like, you know, great movie. I'm like, what? (laughs) Excuse (laughs) me?
2: (laughs) Um, but yeah, yeah, uh,
0: there, there's a lot of good stuff. Speaking of good stuff, Corey, um, as I shout at you. Yes. Um, relatedly, not to what you were talking about, but, but more importantly to what I was talking about yes, previously. Yes, obviously. Uh, <laughs> Immortals Phoenix Rising Ooh. is another one that I played this year. Um, it, specifically, kind of being not a polar opposite of games like The Pathless and Journey. Um, but is very much more kind of akin to the like more hyperactive open world. Um, the thing though, again, this was a game that I was very surprised by because mortals Phoenix rising, if you were not aware, was previously gods and monsters. Yeah. Um, whenever it was first kind of shown off and it was supposed to be like Ubisoft's, um, their breath of the wild, like Greek, mythology inspired like their breath of the wild um it took this direction um and kind of you know took on a lot of ubisoft energy with you know the traditional like what they do of filling up the world with stuff um the pleasant surprise with immortals phoenix rising is that it does legitimately feel more like a breath of the wild than you would expect like that's what i heard. Yeah, it it doesn't just feel like oh, this is a more brightly lit Ubisoft game. Like it again does have some of that like emotional explorative sort of energy. Like it's um it does kind of take this path where it's like okay, we have our Far Crys, we have our um Ghost Recon's. We you know, we have these like big open world games that like are much grittier and you know, you're taking out posts and you're doing this thing. And it, it definitely felt like they were consciously trying to create something that had like some lighter energy and tone. Um, it is, I think is good for, I mean, potential. I, you know, you, you have different issues with breath of the wild than some people. Um, but you know, some people's issues with breath of the wild, they, like felt like it was the world was empty they felt like um there wasn't enough kind of like targeted stuff to do and if that's the case i mean immortals may be a wonderful option because it has more kind of like targeted tasks there is a lot more kind of populating the world um even in terms of like other npcs there are other Mm -hmm. people um but you know, the, the big knocks on it, and I mean, if you read any review about it, like, they'll kind of bring them the same thing. The, the normally I'm pretty welcome for, like, humor in games. Like, I like games that, like, yep. make fun of themselves or self-referential or whatever. And I don't like it so much in Immortals. Like, it, it is pretty cringe and pretty, like, Tough to sit through sometimes just because it is very much trying to lean into like we're telling fart jokes and we're doing this thing and haha, we're funny, like Zeus said, fart and you know, like that kind of stuff. Like, maybe not to that degree, it's not like, yeah, it's not like South Park humor or anything, but it is, it definitely feels like it tries very hard to be very funny and isn't often that at all. Um. So story-wise, like at least in tone, like not wonderful, but um, surprisingly has some, has some Assassin's Creed DNA in there of like Mm -hmm, trying to tell, trying to like tell some really kind of interesting historical stuff. Like there's, I I think there's a lot of interesting stuff related to Greek mythology in there. um, Similar to what you might find in assassin's creed odyssey um and it has Ooh. some big kind of breath of the wild energy like it's um it's much brighter much open much more open much freer um you can glide which is a big thing that's now in open worlds i think that's a game changer um I agree. but yeah i i was you know some people are it came out december of last year so i know some people kind of consider it like oh it could be It's 2021. It's, you know, it, it could be either. I just kind of put the hard line on it. Um, I respect it. And yeah. And, but it was a very, very fun game. Um, I was surprised about it. I hope that they keep it going because it, you know, even, even with it being a little bit bloated, it's, it still felt much less so than modern Far Cry, Assassin's Creed, a lot of those games. Like, it did feel like they were consciously trying to pull back on that. And I
1: appreciate it. So. Well, since we're on the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild conversation, I might as well go ahead and put that into my list. Oh, look at you. I intentionally didn't put it into our notes as the surprise, but. uh, Why? Why Why would would you you? surprise you? Um, because I, I mean, we've had many, many conversations on this in the past, well, on this show, even, but many just together in general. But I finally found my sweet spot in this wonderful game, honestly. And (laughs) in Breath of the Wild, I said there'd be mountains, and I just Mm -hmm. love climbing in this. Game like mountain over there. You know what? Screw it. I'm gonna go climb it. Mountain over there. Screw it. I'm gonna climb it. Tower here. I can't, I don't have the energy. Okay. Well, I'm gonna have to go do some shrines and then go back to the mother statue, increase my stamina. Now I can climb this Sheikah tower. Boom. Yeah. Fast travel spot. And the great thing about it between each of those things is I think you were talking, I mean, just yeah just said it um people were describing it as the world is empty i didn't find it empty at all there's like between mm-hmm. like that mountain over there i want to climb it there'd be like 30 different things i could do not really that oh, many yeah. yeah but i would run into like plenty of different stuff that would detour me on my way to the mountain that i desperately wanted to climb for the soul's sake climb it and to glide off yeah. um and i it was just a great spot. I'd play it for like 30 minutes to an hour at a time. I'm bouncing around this world, having fun, experiencing more. and i it was probably between I guess like August and like October. I was playing it a fair amount like each week uh-huh. and i I just loved it, and I'm going once because right now it's just a whirlwind of trying to get in as many games as I can um. But you know, kind of after our Goody discussion, I like I'm going to go back to Tales of Arise, and I'm probably going to go back to Breath of the Wild as like my just you know chill game. And I'm I'm excited for it. I'm excited to get back into it. Excited to see more of Hyrule and what it has to offer. I'm going to avoid. I I I might not and probably will never finish the game just because I detest. The ancient beast, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you can't finish the game without doing the ancient beast. I know, and then go to uh, Ganon's castle and yeah. go from there. And th- that might be something I end up doing too. Um, but I had I have nothing but fond memories and enjoyment
2: from um, this year, so that is why it takes the list this year. Look at you. you yeah, know, we I call mean that <clears throat> growth.
0: it's character development everybody um you've seen it first season one of arcade cozy has come full circle um yeah i mean not we won't dig into it too much but yeah i mean i i agree i think breath of the wild I have, I've disagreed with the way that people have portrayed breath of the wild in certain respects with like emptiness and things like that, largely because, um, because we, we have for a long time as like gamers, I think been at a point where we were accustomed to every five steps, something being blasted into our eyeballs. And you see that with, I mean, as much as I enjoyed, like, Assassin's Creed Valhalla last year, mm-hmm. um, it very much is that game because it's, you know, if you open up your mini-map, there's, or open up your world map, I mean, there's something every oh, 30 everywhere. Feet. Like, yeah. there's this guy, and he's trying to get this out of his burning building, and then, like, ah, across the road... Vest. Yeah. yeah, across the road is like this puzzle that needs to be done and then like right down the street there's this other thing and then like and it's just this constant drip of just yes. like here's more stuff, here's more stuff like you don't have a second. You have to actively seek out the solitude and the yep. the you know the peace and the quiet and like breath of the wild it's
2: just there. doesn't
0: I mean never felt empty to me. It just felt very confident in letting you explore and letting you take in this world and letting you really kind of embrace like what you wanted to do in that moment um and i think a lot of developers are afraid of (laughs) giving a, a player the time to think about their game because they're afraid they may think oh, this isn't fun. I need to put this down and not come back to this ever again. Um, And I can admire games. I mean, coming full circle, I can um, admire games like Journey and The Pathless and Breath of the Wild for, you know, having kind of a sense of self to be able to just look at them and be like, this is what we want to be. And um, if you don't like it, then... There's, Might
1: not just be for you. There's, there's other games Plenty of there. other
0: things out there yeah. for you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I like it, Corey. I like it. Thanks. Um, my next game. I don't know. I was, I'm looking at my list. I don't really see a good segue. Um, you're good. You're I will good. mention Yakuza like a dragon. Let's Corey. go. <laughs> so, um, you will, despite having pl- been playing Yakuza like a dragon. You won't be discussing Yakuza like a Dragon
1: here for what reason, Corey? Because it is <laughs> on my Game of the Year list and pretty high uh, up too. It's so uh, Yakuza like a Dragon PS5 came out in
0: May. Yeah, All yeah, yeah. Corey, Corey and I have the demarcation. I played the PS4 version prior to the PS5 version being released. It's not like there's any difference there. Um, the PS4 um, version just happened to to come out last year i mean frame rate last things like november but yeah last november um so but i did play yakuza like a dragon this year um and i was too impatient to wait for the ps5 update so i played it before it came out and um very much enjoyed it i have a it rocks Limited working understanding of the Yakuza games. I played Yakuza Zero. I played Judgment. I have played Like a Dragon and have started Lost Judgment. Nice. Um, So I have a little bit of experience, but there's an entire just gap of six other games. Yep. But Yakuza Like a Dragon, I very much enjoyed we we've spoken about it a little bit here so i won't like dig in too too much plus i'm sure we'll have plenty of conversations come our go discussions as inappropriate as that Mm is um but one of the big things that i appreciated about like a dragon was just similar to you know we saw returnal come out this year um you had a protagonist who was like a Woman in her forties, and she's dealing with like adult stuff, and that's a lot of like a dragon. It's very much here is Ichiban. He's in his early forties. Yeah, he's dealing with like his changing, like changing his worldview, like having this set in stone that like this is who he is, um, this is the path he's on. Having that change suddenly and being dropped into a world that he effectively doesn't recognize anymore and having to consciously like change what he thinks about it. And honestly, I mean, legitimately he is probably one of the most interesting characters in games in the last couple of years, because he's this character who goes into a situation and has full confidence in what he believes. And when somebody that he respects, and knows they say, dude, that's not cool. You shouldn't have said that, um, that, you know, that's arrogant or ignorant or whatever. He's like, he's like, Oh, I didn't, wasn't thinking about it that way. Um, and adjusts Yes, like Mm -hmm. so few of us do. (laughs) He literally takes it to heart and says, maybe I shouldn't say that. Maybe I shouldn't do it this way anymore maybe i should think about this person or i should whatever and it's this like it's an entire game of watching this character who at the very beginning is kind of like he's he's not a great guy like he's got his stuff and he's got his like he's got beliefs that you don't necessarily vibe with but as the game goes on like he's he's not a perfect character but he is a he has grown significantly and he has become a character that I think um, you can very much respect in just like what he's doing, what he's going through um, and how he kind of approaches the larger situation at hand. Plus, I mean, the game in general just slaps a bunch of ass. Um, (sighs) It is, (laughs) um, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it, It was the first turn-based Yakuza game, um, and some people are hot on that, some are not, but um, I liked it a lot. I thought it was a really
1: neat kind of turn for the series. It's a great, like, even though it's turn-based, it's, like, live, like, turn-based, if that makes sense. Like, you can pop off the fences. There's, like, like D&D, like, almost opportunity attacks that will happen Mm -hmm. as well. Because you, sorry, I'm backing on right now. Um, No, you're you're, like during combat. You almost have to wait sometimes to set off your move, so you don't run through a crowd of enemies because they will all just like hit you immediately. You do, yeah, because you're all of your characters and all the enemies are circling each other. So you have to almost kind of like wait, strike sometimes, and it adds a little bit more of a like chess feel to it. Like, okay, I'm going to wait to strike. Okay. I have my opening one run through i'm gonna block this dude and i'm not gonna take any hits but if i yeah, rush this yeah. i'm not gonna get my head off because all three are gonna knock down and then they're all gonna get like yeah. an extra free like head on sorry
0: yeah but, no um yeah it's i i very much enjoyed it i mean it, it is a the yakuza games i think are th- not rightly so, but I think they are a little bit, they feel a little impenetrable just because, like, Yakuza Like a Dragon is the seven, I mean, is Yakuza seven effectively. Yeah. Um, and so it's difficult to look at like that series and know where to jump in and how to play it and whatever. And Like a Dragon feels like a good spot to jump on because it's brand new protagonist, brand new, yeah. like, um, you know, uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, brand new like systems in place, oh, brand, yeah. brand new like you know, it feels like a different game, just kind of set in the same world yeah. um and you know i think I think if the series is something that like you've been somewhat curious in, it's a great jumping off point, similar to how Yakuza Zero was a great jumping off point for a lot of people because yeah. it kind of gave people. A good opportunity to like here's a here's the beginning here's the prequel here's like from the very start let's go um you know i think you know it's a it's a, it's a long game but i think yeah. it's a very very good game that's worth playing this year Agreed. next year last year any year it's a very good game Corey. um Facts. i'm glad you're playing it how far how far into it are you now
1: um, I'm still, I haven't picked it up since I think last talked about it, but I'm all on chat oh, as well. No. There's so many games to have to play, Christopher.
0: But it came out this year and it's on your goatee list. What if it became your number one because you played it more? It might, it,
2: it, it very well might. Um, well, you'll never find out, I guess. It's,
1: it is up there. I would say, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm in chapter 12 of 15, so I'm towards the end. Um, and I left the bike tower, and, uh,
2: and yeah, that's, um, where I left it. Okay. Okay. So it was a good spot to leave it at. I felt like I'm on my way. Well, I don't want to spoil it. Um, I'm going to meet someone important. Yes. Yes. Um, what, do you, what, what else have you
0: been playing that's not from this year, Corey? Despite is Like a Dragon being from this year, uh, last year.
1: Ah, shit. I said the wrong thing this year. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> uh, another game I played this year, um, another in-your-fields game, um, Gris. Um, mm-hmm. Or, I believe, Spanish for Greek. Um, yeah. An incredibly... Again, is Spanish for
0: grief? I thought it was Spanish for
1: gray. It might be Where Spanish I'm... for gray. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah, I think gray. I just typed in Spash. Well, try, the reason <laughs> why I think it's grief is because the game, to my understanding or how I interpreted it, is that it walks you through the five stages of grief. Uh, um, I got gotcha. you. And so it, it, it starts out. It's a really short game again it's like two three hours you can play it in sitting um you are this young woman who loses her voice and the statue crumbles and you're in this like black and white wasteland. and again my interpretation of the game it um takes you through the five stages of grief throughout the game with this woman she is in denial at the beginning going through like like this black white just like not accepting what's going on that moves off into this red wasteland of anger where you um one of the things you can do is like turn yourself into like this big like square block and almost throw yourself in the sand essentially with whatever's coming at you there's no enemies it's like all environmental stuff um I say that Uh I would say that there is always um but, and then you're just turning yourself into a block, like heavy wind coming to try and knock you down block, like feet in the sand. It's just like this anger attitude. And eventually okay. like you're working with puzzles and you move on to this forest and you're like working with the denizens of the forest, like working with them, bargaining with them um, to help you like solve some of these puzzles. So you're in the bargain stage of it. And then you move and fall into the water and it's like really dark, very like closed off in tight area as like you're finding puzzles and you're swimming and you're eventually chased by like this giant eel monster, which is like the whole stage of depression, grief. And And it's like, it's all consuming that you don't know which way's up, which way's down. Uh, your left or your right, and it's just like this frantic, like, race to get away from this, like, giant sea monster. Okay. And and that moves into this very, probably the longest part of the game, of you essentially, of the woman reclaiming her voice. And I, I was, like, crying at this point, just because it's, like, her solving these puzzle funnel puzzles, it's, like, these Beautiful, like gold, pink, purples, like um almost like basically like space, essentially. And it's yeah. this woman like re like forming herself, reclaiming herself, like finding her voice again, and then it crumbles once more. And it's okay. you
2: um and then it's acceptance is like the trophy you give. To you. And it's okay. and I took that as like when you go through these incredibly like
1: like you know tragic moments in life and you slowly rebuild yourself there's always going to be moments where like it comes rumbling down again there's mm-hmm. times where you feel that pain that sadness but you know how to lift yourself back up again you've like rebuilt yourself you've found that love that meaning again and and the game once you that you rise back up and the game ends with you, it's this statue. It's herself. It's she's looking at the reflection of herself at the end. She's held up. She sees herself with all the cracks, all the imperfections, and like sings at the top of her lungs. It's just like this
2: moment okay. of like absolute wow.
1: Metaphor. And it was so just like I'm just like. My wife had gone off to work. It's like 10 p.m. at night, and I just like set the controller. And I'm like, I am feeling lots of things, <laughs> and I'm not okay. Yeah, I am not okay. <laughs> um, Me just describing that doesn't even do like the justice it deserves. In my opinion, it is. Yeah. If it wasn't, if this game came out. This year. It probably would be my game of the year kind of a thing. Okay. The only thing right. that is knocking it off from this whole thing is a game I've talked about before, but I'm gonna talk about it in a little bit. Um, uh, but it is it was almost number one. Yeah. It, yeah. it's so good. I highly suggest anyone go play it. Get it on Switch, Xbox, or PlayStation. Uh and I've only it, ever heard
0: really good things about yeah. Gree. Grease, gris, gree. Um, not sure. I, I didn't take yeah. Spanish, I apologize. Um, I'm not sure. Uh,
2: yeah, it's yeah, it, it has a very soft spot in my heart. Um yeah. You should play it. Everyone. I love it. Yeah. I I would like to. Um Yeah, my
0: um I my next one does not have the same emotional resonance, Sorry, but yeah, i no, We can move on. Um <laughs> the <laughs> Um another big one that I played this year was Disco Elysium. Ooh, um yes. came out um, I started it. Which yeah. Um yeah, you did, Corey. You did start I liked it. it a lot. Yeah, Disco Elysium came out a couple of years ago. Now, technically the final cut, I think is what it was called, came out this year. Um This year it, um, came to consoles for the first time. That's where I played it. Um, and Disco Elysium, if you're unaware is kind of, it's like isometric style, kind of pulled back camera, very like painterly, um, fictional world. Um, you know, it's has a lot of elements of like, um, post-industrial revolution, but also like fantasy yeah. and very much yeah. kind of has kind of the has kind of the world aesthetic and vibe of like a dishonored or something. You know, like this gaslight fantasy kind of gas lamp. Gaslight's a different thing. Um like a gas lamp fantasy type thing. Um and it has it basically embraces the whole like D D aesthetic. Yeah. It's a, it's an mm-hmm. entire game where you are a police detective who has um amnesia and is essentially kind of like trying to has been sent to this town to solve a, me- a murder um but doesn't really know what he's supposed to know or um how far along he's gotten and he's kind of piecing the as you're kind of piecing some of the pieces together and helping him kind of like figure out new leads. He's also trying to figure out who he is and his past. And like it, it you're given the opportunity in that role to, I mean, essentially remake who he is. Yeah. Um, and the game is like dialogue heavy, um, very like emotionally driven. And so the main character has like multiple layers of his mind and his personality. And, um, who he is that are kind of like governing his actions, um, so you can play you can play him as a very very like dumb but brash cop. You can play him as an intellectual, somebody who feels emotions, somebody who's very like quick with his hands, you know, all this kind of stuff. Um, and if you don't like text and you don't like just like dialogue and talking, and you know, kind of like a D and D sort of thing. You're probably not going to like it because that's what it is for the most part. Like, there are some scenes that are a little bit more like high stakes and like action, quote unquote. But the game's never played in a sense where like you you don't have this free reign and going into like real time gunfights or whatever. Yeah. it's very, um, it's very like pulled back and restrained and very again very much in kind of like a, um, theater of the mind sort of yeah like aspect where you're just like this story is being told and you're kind of making the choices along that are like carrying everything forward. Um, but I was, I mean, I was very into the world. I was very into the characters. Yeah. I was very into like what was happening in this story. Like, um, because like the murder, the murder has some interesting things but by and large, like, it is such a rich world and, like, understanding what is going on in this, like, essentially a slum compared to some, like, the more, um like, affluent neighborhoods yeah. compared to, like, you know, you're working with a cop from another precinct. So even, like, you're – even though you're in the same line of work, like, you have different – like opinions and upbringings and different like outlooks on things. And so that's very like impactful. And I don't know. It was a game. Like it was a game that felt very rewarding to somebody who just like really wants to soak in a fully realized world. Like, which I mean makes sense because the game is based on a world that a DM of a you know, yeah. kind of alternate D and D thing created. Like, I mean, it, it's, it's their world. It's something that they created. Um, so is very thought out and we very, you know, yeah, it's, 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 it's has a lot of thought and time that's been put into it to make it a fully realized fantasy, fantastical, um, you know, alternate history, historical world. Um, yeah. I, Loved it to death. I don't know. I don't know. I would like to go back and play it again. It may be a little while just because, you know, it is long-ish. And you, I think you have to be in that mood. Like you can't, like you kind of like narrative games, you know, you have to be in in the the mood to, yeah, you have to be in the mood to want to read and listen and not really play so much. Um so but yeah, I mean if if that's your vibe, that's your jam, um, I don't think you can get many better games than Disco Elysium. I think it is a
1: good one.
2: Nice. Yeah, yeah I, I need like
1: to I played I got out of the like starting area and I really enjoyed it. Um gosh, something came out and I'm like, you know, it's time to play that um <laughs> what happened for me yeah but uh okay it's definitely
2: or yeah. not that initially i do something i want to go back to is you have right. raised
0: it to the moon back hey, yeah it's i think it's worth it um it only gets better and uh kim kitsuragi is a
1: wonderful character and i yeah. love him to death
2: yeah nice
1: Um, I have two more. If you'll let me go ahead and knock one of them out and uh, go into the other one. Cool. Sure. Um, So one is uh, a multiplayer game that I've played a fair amount this year. Um, So I really want to play two multiplayer games, FIFA and play pro clubs with friends. And this other one, uh, fall guys, it came out last year and it is this battle Royale, like racing uh, obstacle course, like, wacky, like, team game game. Um, and just Team game game? Yeah, it's just one of those games. I, I went platinumed it this year. It's a very difficult platinum, but an f- extremely fun one, because it... Um, one of my friends, how he described it, and uh, I know he, he listens uh, to the show, but he described it as, like, it's one of the only games that I play where the how you platinum is, like, fully dependent on a lot of cooperative multiplayer yeah like it's a fully multiplayer platinum and moving away from the trophy side it's just a fun game it is nothing but chaos wackiness craziness and playing with friends is so fun because everyone's doing something different and it's so and it is affecting how each race or game or obstacle course is gonna pan out and it's hilarious and just also fun Um, and it's a great, great, uh, game, a great twist of the battle royale genre. And I played it a good amount this year and, um, yeah, I, I love it a lot. It's good. Yeah. It's real. Yeah. I
0: did not play nearly as much fall guys as you did. Um, but I played it a fair amount whenever it first came out. Um, and that was, I mean, that was my biggest takeaway from it was i you know battle royales at that point were finding their footing and really kind of starting to take off a little mm-hmm. bit more and they just felt and feel so hyper competitive yes um to where it's just like everything has to be perfect and there's so much pressure to perform super well not just i mean not from other people necessarily even just from yourself because it's like oh i die and then it's it's over yeah like that's that's it um and fall guys felt like a breath of fresh air in that regard because it was this like in a way i mean you couldn't control it it, it oh, was yeah there it's was a lot of there were a lot of random things that were happening right like skill came into it but Kinda. some of it was just Luck, right. I mean, there was a lot of luck. It was a lot of just, like, bonkers, not so crazy. And, like, it did kind of feel like this thing where you could, like, you, to play the game, you had to just let go. Yeah. You had to just be like, okay, I'm here for the ride. If I win, Great. cool. If I don't, then. <laughs> I'm probably taking someone with me, and that's just as fun. Right. Yeah. I, um. I, I like what Fall Guys has been about because yeah. you know you they're elite. There's there's too many games. Media page.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, what was
0: your What was your other one? I still uh, have one more too, Corey. Yeah. Oh, I know um, you do. If you but were, I didn't, I didn't okay. want to go
1: back forth and me go again. Oh, um, okay. I, I talked about this I think two three weeks ago, but um, my uh, game of the year that didn't come out this year is Celeste. Um, Uh-oh. the game where you climb Mount Celeste, you are this young girl, Madeline, who is uh, struggling with anxiety and mm-hmm. depression. And it's her conquering her inner or not inner demon, her evil Madeline, who shows up throughout the mountain to constantly like berate you, constantly try to tear you down, chase you throughout different like sections of the mountain, trying to essentially stop you from like accomplishing this goal um, that you've set for yourself. And it is just a wonderful tale of self-love and self-acceptance as you do this platforming game uh, up through this mountain and you encounter all different sorts of different people who are also going through all their own different um, struggles as you help them and slowly learn to help yourself is a magnificent, beautiful, soulful game that is probably in, like, my top games, just period. Um, okay. With the impact that's left. And, like, the longer, the farther away I've been from it, the more, similar to kind of Gris, the more I've just thought about it and thought about the time when I was playing it, thought about the how it has affected me and affected my own journey of, like, self-love self-acceptance and over especially this past year and it is a magnificent magnificent game that is very tough but has great accessibility features to make it easy
2: yeah i um
0: need to go back to celeste because i never actually i played it i mean i played half of it virtually way back um whenever it kind of first came out on switch um and at the time um you know i was kind of writing up game of the year thoughts and stuff like that and it was on there because it was like very impactful and very like the music was very good gameplay was very good like yeah. banging. as a side note um for anybody unaware like Celeste gets a lot of love based on its soundtrack if you want to play a game from this year that was also composed by Celeste composer um play chicory um same yes. composer but yeah i never finished celeste and need to you should um yeah yeah you should yeah as um and i think uh resonates with me and something that you said uh like journey of self-love i think that's a i think that that's a good way of kind of putting summing up some of what that game is like Mm -hmm. you know it deals with a lot of mental issues and anxieties and depression and um things like that but like that you know understanding of who you are and you know not denying it but embracing it in mm-hmm. some ways and accepting it and you know i think that that's like a really i think it's a really important thing to experience and something that games don't often dig into and i think it's you know i think that's part of why uh celeste has done as well as it has yeah. is because it's just you know it's really transparent and really open about like wanting to just like show people some love you know yeah love it, it, yourself
2: and you know
1: It doesn't shy away from, like, the tough conversations that it wants to have. Um, Madeline gets to have them with herself and with others. And it leans into it. And, yeah, it' a great, great ending as well. Um, I didn't do, like, the DLC, I know, where it's essentially the post-game true ending. I haven't done that. I want to go back and I've seen, I've watched clips of, like, the mountain part of the game and I'm like oh that looks so tough
2: um yeah but um yeah I
1: think at some point in this coming year I'm gonna go back and wrap all that up but I've only done the main like quote unquote quest line um yeah there Celeste yeah it's it's a must play in my opinion. yeah yeah very good game but um well, yeah what you got to um, round us out
0: yeah, my last one um, actually, you know, somewhat kind of lands, I, you know, combination tied-ish with Yakuza Like a Dragon for, like, my number one non-2021 game that I played this year. Um, Return of <laughs> the Oprah <laughs> Den. Um, game by Lucas Pope. Um, came out originally 2018, 2019-ish. right. Um, but it is, if you're f- unfamiliar, it has a very like old, like think 3d game boy graphics. Like yeah. think the, think the, the color palette and kind of look of old game boy games, but then make them kind of like a 3d, like it, it's yeah. supposed to be inspired by like old um like Mac games and you know yeah. stuff like that. Um but in the game you are a you're an insurance inspector um and you're tasked with um inspecting a ship that had disappeared years prior, reappeared on the shore, and no one on board is alive. Um yep. and so your job is to figure out what happened and essentially kind of like appraise the, the lives of the people on board, like figure out what went on and the game. Like it's funny because so, I mean there, there are 60 people that you're supposed to identify like to, they all have names. They all have like jobs. They all like, they're in that's the thing is like when the game first starts, like stuff is very scattered. You're getting stuff in pieces. You're seeing yeah. things out of time. So you're not seeing the story from start to finish. You're seeing like the very last thing. And then you're seeing like a middle thing and then like a later thing. And then the first thing, and then like all this kind of stuff bouncing around. And some of the stuff presents very obviously, like you see this guy said his name and then shot this guy who also said his name. And so like you can piece those things together, but then like there are legitimately some characters in there who are not the focus of any of these memories that you're looking at. Yeah. That you're just having to piece together. You're having to just like, Oh yeah. In this memory, I saw that guy and he vaguely mentioned that he was the brother of this guy. And like he was rowing this boat and I saw him get pulled overboard by like a mermaid and like that must be that guy. Yeah. I mean, it, it it gets into like spooky territory. Yeah. Because like, you know, it, it ends up like they unleash an evil and they're getting, you know, kind um, of they're getting attacked casual. by like yeah. Um but it is a thing where like Once, I mean, legitimately, once I had watched all of the memories and I'd kind of like, I had seen everything that I could, I mean, I maybe had like a third of the people figured out. Oh, wow. And you have to go, I mean, like you can complete it at any time. You can just say, okay, I'm done. That's all I got. Um, You're not forced to figure everything out, but to like, you know, that's the point yeah i mean there's not a whole lot there's not because once you once you're done once you say okay i'm done figuring it out the game's over um but i am very um you know i grew up my mom loved like logic puzzles where it yeah. was it was this thing where you had to figure out okay who you know five friends left this store with this item and yeah. wearing this color shirt and you have to figure out like um based on like a couple of clues. And, you know, I really enjoyed those. I enjoyed doing those. I wouldn't say that I'm like particularly great at them, but I enjoy them. And this game is basically one of those. Like yeah. it's just a big logic puzzle. Um, and it's short. You know, it's a few hours, but it is so if if I <clears throat> if I can find a puzzle game that really just like resonates with me in a strong way where it's just like, okay, I have to sit here, I have to think about this. Like I really have to zone in. And it's, you know, and I feel I feel really rewarded for figuring these things out. Then I will eat it up all day yeah. long. Um did that with Portal, did that with the witness. Um Return of the Over Den is like same vibe, same energy. Just, you know, all puzzle. If that's not what you like, you're not gonna like it. But I loved it. Thought it was delightful um played it while sick with covid Ooh. um and um you know was was a fun time i i really really recommend it um yeah even now like i was thinking about it like i played it earlier this year i platinumed it and cool. hence like figured out all 60 of the people ow, ow. um if i went and played it now i don't even I feel like it would almost be like playing a brand new game. Again, yeah. I can't remember most of how I figured out some of those people. I mean, you um, kind
2: of gorged
1: so, yourself on it for when I remember as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was, like I said, it was in a COVID stupor. Yeah. So who knows? I think those memories are gone from my head. Mm-hmm. Um, but all the more
1: recent replay.
0: Yeah. He, and you know, as a, as an aside, um, lucas pope um he also made a game called papers please um which i've heard really good things about as well yeah but i've never played um he has yes. a new game coming out exclusively for the play date um when that okay. releases um and was part of why i ordered a play date whenever they were yeah um the because i having played this and knowing that he was coming out with a game exclusively for that i was like no brainer gotta get it gotta play this um so so yeah it's a it's a big deal i like it a lot nice yeah there we have it um yeah you you have anything else or do you no, any more surprises? You no, no more surprises. That's it. That's all. That's and all yeah, yeah. six. Okay. We're going to take a small break, but when we come back, we're going to wrap things up here. We will uh, see you guys in just a moment. All right. And we're back, everybody. Um, Corey, what have you been playing? What are you...
1: Um, What's going on with you right now? I spoke about it a little bit before, um, but I'm playing Death's Door right now. I am at the end of the game, to my understanding. I know there, uh, well, I don't know, but there's been hinted that there's like post-game stuff and like light stuff that I've read. I've tried to avoid like any spoilers. Um, But to my understanding, I am approaching the story's final boss. Um, Great great game i mean you've spoken on it um i'm gonna hold a lot of my thoughts to our game of the year discussion because as of now it is on my list um i think it'll probably stay on my list um okay. you know the top down uh, vibes it's fun i love the quirkiness and the whimsicalness especially the first two areas um uh it's good combat it's not that difficult i don't think um, and it's pretty forgiving, um, especially yep. with all of the plant healing places that you can do. Um, yep. I saw complaints like that there wasn't enough healing. I'm like, I have so many seeds <laughs> and I plant all the seeds at the same time. Like it makes it make yeah. sense kind of a thing. Yep. Um, but it, especially popping with all the different popping back forth between all the different ranged weapons, especially in the late game. And having, like, a good, like, sword hit, it's a lot of fun. Good, tight combat. The story's intriguing. Nothing super special. um, But it's intriguing enough. And it's also one of those games where it's kind of just, you know, I think a good, like, conscious, soothing game, if that makes sense. You know? Okay. It it feels natural more than anything. Um, Yeah, yeah. But I'm going to hold a lot more of my thoughts for... Uh, go to discussion but all around right now great game really Love really it. digging it yeah, yeah but yeah. uh what about you good, what yeah. you've been um digging into
0: um since we last recorded um i played replayed um the original psychonauts um you know, i yeah i it it wasn't um i <laughs> I mean
1: yeah I yeah. oh yeah Do I
0: it. loved I played psychonauts when um I was in what middle school probably ish whenever it came out um loved it then, and still like playing the game um the the energy of it like feels very unique in a lot of ways like it's a very it's a very interesting very like it's a it's a world that you wanna learn more about the um, structure of things where you're going into characters brains and kind of seeing their mm-hmm. psyches kind of played out like they're it, those are very interesting elements. The main thing is it feels very dated, like playing yeah. it now felt very chunky and felt rough. Um, so it wasn't as like pleasurable of an experience as I like had anticipated, but it was all kind of in service of trying to play psychonauts two before the end of the year. Um, which, you know, I'm a few, a couple hours in on. Um, and I mean the, the difference in the two is night and day. Like I am very glad that I played the first one again, right before playing two, because it like, I feel like I have an immense appreciation <laughs> for how yeah. far that game has come. That's how I felt with Um, Kingdom Hearts. because it, yeah, it feels very yeah, in a similar way. Like, you know, um we played Kingdom Hearts before like Kingdom Hearts three came out, all this kind of stuff. Like it it felt Kingdom having, Hearts having played. clunky. Yeah. Um and you know, say what you will about Kingdom Hearts three, but like it felt and looked like this realization of yes. all of these ideas um and psychonauts 2 so far feels that way it feels very much like what psychonauts 1 wanted to be um and you know in a similar way with death's door for you like i'm gonna save some of my thoughts because i i guarantee you i will have plenty of them mm-hmm. you know going to go to discussions and also I don't want to show my hand you gotta you gotta yeah. show up you gotta listen to listen to some of this stuff um facts but very yeah, very much enjoying second nights too um the other big big ish thing small small smallish game that i've been playing um loop hero recently came out on yes. the switch um i really want to play came it. out on the pc earlier this year issue, um yeah. Um and I've been looking forward to it coming out on the Switch. I've been kind of um dinking away at it a little bit, um, here and there. And am starting to so whenever I first started it, like I think I think it's difficult to grasp a little bit of like why people are excited about it right from the start because it like it's not difficult to understand necessarily, but like you get in and that, you know, the structure of the game being like, you're not really doing much of anything. The hero is on a loop yep, and you're essentially like building the world in front of him. And you're kind of trying to straddle this line between, do I build a bunch of, monster things that he has to fight, which will make him stronger, but potentially kill him Mm -hmm. or do I play it safe and keep him healthy? But as he, as things are leveling up and he's going further, he's not getting any stronger. Yeah. And so he's, you know, going to get crushed eventually. Like what is the line? What's the balance there? Um, And at the beginning, it doesn't feel like you really have much autonomy in that because you're just kind of given set cards There are mm-hmm. not a ton of ways there are a couple of ways to you know combine them or have them you know react with each other whatever um but it doesn't really feel like there's a whole lot you can really like push and pull with yeah um but after a f- couple of runs like you start unlocking like after you finish a run you go back to your camp essentially and you're there are other people and you can unlock like new buildings that allow you to have like new cards or have new things show up in the game um that then do take like you're only allotted a certain number of like modifiers okay so you have to take some out so you know if you have if you want to take a cemetery with you that like gives you this resource but also like summons skeletons then you might have to remove the like the grove that has like wolves in it and the, you know, that kind of stuff. Like you have to kind of choose your battles and choose what you want to bring, and what you don't. Um, and I think I'm starting to get into some of the stuff where I'm like, okay, I, I'm trying to build it around like what I feel like I can find more success in how I can like make my guy stronger to find more success. And it does feel like I'm, getting to the point where that groove could start setting in okay um and i can see like you know it's a, it's a specific type of game it's an idle game almost in
1: some ways like there's yeah that's what um, i've read it kind of like like rides that line between idle and like interactive
0: yeah i mean there's stuff that you can like after you're hitting after you're getting into a fight with an enemy, like you're getting new loot or you're getting a new card or whatever, like you can place those things and there's stuff that you can actively do, but it's not necessarily like the most engaging sort of thing. You're trying to set things up so that like things can go according to plan. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, but I'm, I'm very much enjoying it. I think it's, um, I, I'm starting to see why people were very excited about it. Okay. okay. Um, in a way that like, I mean, I, I think it's difficult to, if you don't play it because it's yeah. difficult to kind of conceptualize like what's special about that sort of game. And it, it, it does kind of come down to like the strategy of it, like yeah. setting things in motion, having fun with it. Um, and just and kind watching of, it like, single works right seeing what works what doesn't and i i imagine that'll only get bigger as i get more things right you know like um and also too just like the way that cards interact with each other like i don't think there's a lot of um like explicit um okay there are a lot of like explicit instructions instructions over yeah explicit details about how like certain cards can interact with one another um but you kind of learn that by placing things so it'll be you know for instance like the grove for instance will spawn wolves you know that it spawns wolves um you can get a card that's like a blood grove i think is called that can only be placed next to groves and it'll grant you a bonus, and it'll kill any enemy um, under 15% health. Uh-huh. So, I mean, it's a big bonus. Yeah. Um, but you can get cards that remove old cards. And if you choose okay. to remove a grove while a blood grove is on it, the blood grove becomes a hungry grove because it can't feed on the grove. Right. And so now, if you land on that space and you're fighting somebody, the hungry grove will attack you instead. Oh. Um, and so you're being penalized for that choice. Right. But the trade-off is that now it will kill any enemies below 20% health. So it's a 5% boost. Right. But you're also taking risk, And so, like, cards work together mm-hmm. in certain ways where like you don't necessarily, it's not obvious. You just kind of, you're kind of having Get to, to experiment, experiment in some mm-hmm. ways. Yeah. And in ways that aren't like, I mean, they're they are If you think about them, like obviously the Grove that's feeding on this other Grove, if you take it away, it's going like, to, yeah. it's going to become hungry. Like, you know, that kind of stuff. Like it's, it's not like it's out of left field, but, um, you know, it it takes a little bit of thinking, and I think there's a little bit of like reward that comes in and being like, oh, I didn't even think of that. Like, who knew? Yeah. That's that's awesome. Like, let me let me try this out. Let me whatever. And um, yeah, I'm enjoying it. I think it's perfect for the Switch. Nice. Um, yeah, I couldn't I'll pick up the Switch personally. Probably couldn't imagine playing it on a PC because it just seems like a game that's
1: suited for the Switch. So playing on the Switch, having something playing in the background, like on TV, yeah, and absolutely. just working back and forth. Yeah. I'm excited to jump to it probably who knows next year, but sometime next year.
2: Yeah.
0: This time next year, we'll be talking about a loop here as our favorite non gaming related or our favorite non, non, non 2022 game that didn't come out in 20. I don't know. Something like that. Who even knows? Yeah. It'll be, it'll Um, be something like that. (laughs) But Corey, do you have anything else for us? today i think no that that's it
1: for me no extra bits that for me yeah
0: yeah yeah we're uh we're running a little long we can we can we can cut the bits today no bits this week um, considering next yeah, week no is nothing week. but bits yeah next yeah because next week is nothing but bits um that, that'll be the title of the episode i love episode it. so 21 hour nothing, nothing but the bits um but Corey, in the meantime you know we're leading up till christmas um where, holiday season uh, yeah where where can people find you if they want to see all of your holiday content and um, um
1: you know. to see the holiday content you're going to follow me on instagram at hash slinging thrasher as a pun the, the hash slinging um slasher from spongebob Um, and or on Twitter at Stay Thrashy, but more importantly, follow us at um on Twitter at Arcade underscore cozy. Or can yes, sir, we can find you on the internet, Christopher.
0: You can also find Arcade Cozy at Arcade Cozy on Instagram. Um, again, you know, we're we're figuring it out. We're getting get there. There. Social media is tough. Um, but you can find me there. personally. Yeah. You can find me personally at SwissBanJoe on Twitter. And most importantly, um, where I am most active, at 4PointPixel on Instagram. Um, Corey, we are working our way through the end of the year. Too. Two. We're, we're getting this stuff done. Better. Yeah. we got. We have two more episodes of the year. Culminating in the big show, the goody discussions. I'm excited. Goody. I hope our audience are excited. We want to um, share with us also, too, and I forget to say it sometimes um, arcadecozy at gmail.com. You can email yes. us yeah, thoughts, yeah, yeah. Uh, praise, criticisms. Um, thoughts. But if you have, you know, if you have some favorite games from 2021, uh, tweet at us, email us do something at us and, mm-hmm. uh, we'll receive it. I'm sure. And, um, you know, positively, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Um, can't promise anything. Um, something will happen, but like, rate <laughs> so we and will re-
1: review at, on Apple podcast, um, as well, any feedback and, um, praise is always welcome or criticism, either or. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's coming to Spotify but- soon as well. So,
0: yeah, I did hear that that you can now rate on Spotify or should be able to in the yeah. near future, which will be cool, I guess. Yeah, um I guess. but uh yeah, Corey, so um that is a show. That is a show. Um that is uh that's arcade cozy for you. Um the you know, I feel like I I've I've pulled our tagline Life is Hectic. Um, why should your hobbies be too? From the start, maybe I should just put it at the end. You know, nice nice end. little yeah. nice little tag, you know. My name's Chris. This is Corey. Uh, this has been Arcade Cozy. Life is Hectic. Uh, why should your hobbies be too? You know, like
2: that, that kind of thing. I like,
0: I, go I out I like it. I like that a yeah. lot. Yeah. I mean, Let's we we, we need something. Let's roll the, with that at the, the end. The end of our shows, yeah. The end of our shows are basically just us rambling anyway, so... um yeah that, so. that'll be our new if i need you to shut up i'll just say yeah, our tagline just do the I'm line do the you. line so, yeah yeah life is hectic why should your hobbies be too bye-bye everybody
1: bye-bye love y'all <laughs>